Hey everybody, welcome back to the One Mind Podcast. Today we have on Excelencia, musician and an artist. He's been doing it for years. And we're gonna talk about how NFTs are gonna infiltrate the music space and how other musicians can really get their you know, music out there in, a, in the best way possible and the most beneficial way to musicians and artists rather than the big record label and the bigger industries. So X. How are you, man? How are you? Great, great. Thank you for having me. Nice to officially meet. Excited to be here, too. Yes, it was amazing. I met X through Twitter, through networking. I mean, I, this craziness of NFTs, Twitter has been the best, I'd it say, is. the best way to network and meet new people. So it was great, you know. Honestly, us. since day one, Twitter's been like that thing where, like, I even had a separate account just to keep track and follow away from my artist stuff. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I've met so many people over the last three, four. So I've met so many people over the last few months just being on Twitter. It's not even it's I, I'd say it's a full time job, actually, it's, you know, social media networking. I mean, social networking is definitely a full time job, but at the same time, it is rewarding. I mean, if you are authentic on the on these platforms, and you really get your message across, you'll be able to meet some really cool people and some authentic people who you wouldn't be able 100%. to meet any other way. So tell us a bit about your background and a bit sure. about how you got into the music industry and also how you decided that that was something you wanted to pursue as a full-time job versus, you know, something that would be maybe a hobby or something. Less For sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm Excelencia. I'm a Latin reggaeton artist uh, born in Puerto Rico. I'm half Cuban. I've been in the music industry for about 10 years or so. Um, and I've been in crypto since just about 2016, 2017. So, uh, for me, music, man, I honestly, it was a, it, it was a journey because no one really in my family is like a musician or anything like that. So it's something where like, I remember my, my dad and my grandfather, they had a record, um, collection, you know, vinyl, and that always sort of appealed to me. I was trying to figure out like, why is this so big? Like the cover artworks, all that stuff. I remember reading like lyric booklets and, and trying to figure out like, why does this part repeat like the chorus right at that time I had no idea I'm like what, like what's going on here I was so interested and even the sounds themselves like you, you can tell where acoustic sounds come from a piano guitar you know violin drum set but then I started hearing music that had different sounds like synths and things like that but I had no idea what it was so all of that sort of drew me um, into music and even from the beginning I, I never saw it as a hobby to be honest it was just something that I genuinely wanted to do like even from an early age like like 12, 13, I already knew I wanted a record label. I wanted to be an A&R and stuff like that. So that was like my introduction to music. That's that's amazing. I mean, there's so many different artists nowadays who really want to produce their music, right? They want, they see people create even content on before, you know, Twitter and NFTs kind of infiltrated the music industry. They would create their music on YouTube, right? Or these other accounts, SoundCloud, right? They would be able to produce their music on these other platforms rather than just the, oh, you have to be a big name in order to get, you know, record label, right? In order to get one of those deals. So how, how did you find NFTs? And also, you know, explain a little bit about more how NFTs kind of help artists and musicians and how it's yeah. a big differentiator for artists. And also how did you find them and decide that that was the best path for you to take in order to be the, the successful artist? For sure. Yeah. So uh, for me, 
I always took the independent route even early on. So I've been distributing music for like about 10 years. Um, and I've probably used over 10, like what they call like the uh, digital music distributors. So I would always test out a new one and see how, like it was a different payout model. Some, some of them were like, you pay per song or you pay annually and then they take a percentage, et cetera. So I was kind of playing around in that world because in, in, in my genre of music, the the way people would get recognized were through forums and blogs so people would actually pay to pirate their music like intentionally to get the downloads and get the right. like get discovered and it worked for a lot of people and that translated into shows and, and growth and things like that so for me i've always taken the independent route i knew that was what i wanted to do i wanted to treat it like a small business and scale it up very early on and i just started learning the ins and outs of the industry from like the recording side and then the publishing side and just, just the entire stack. Um, so around 2016, I launched my record label and my music publishing company. And I wanted it to be more than just like a placeholder name. I wanted to like proactively get opportunities for me and the people that I was working with and collaborating. And I, around that same time, I discovered blockchain and smart contracts. So originally the idea was that you could disrupt the music supply chain. So anything that had to do with like the inefficiencies of like royalties, payouts, metadata, registrations, all, all that sort of stuff we deal with on the back end. Um, we were figuring out, not me personally, but the people that were like doing it and I was figuring it out as well. It was more about that than say using NFTs to tokenize your, your music and your audio and putting it out there for sale or anything like that. So like I knew about Bitcoin early on, but once I discovered that, that appealed to me more. I'm like, this is something that I can use in the future for my label and publishing company and, and have an edge, right? Like using this sort of like innovative way. And I remember 2017, I got more into Ethereum and this idea that you can build applications on top of that. So that appealed to me because it was like, it was a way to build outside of the sort of traditional way right. of building a company or an app or something. And I remember being in the app days where everybody wanted a mobile app and stuff like that. So like, it was all around the same, same, um time and, and all of that just i just completely dived in um that same that same year i saw musicians using blockchain technology um mostly to crowdfund so that was like the right. ico era where people were like raising money for coins and stuff and i saw a few artists rac grammatic early on sort of do those things so i started taking inspiration from that i knew that the traditional route wasn't really what interested me i i saw a lot of like people falling out of deals and, and sort of, they didn't like their experience with like labels and other companies. They wanted more creative control. So right then and there, I, I said, you know, this is a great way for me to leverage this technology outside of the traditional system and see what I can come up with through like a global accessible market 24 seven, right? Like that's how I saw a lot of it, but it was still early for me because a lot of the music at the time was mostly electronic music. That's what, that's what is still dominating even today in the Web3 music space. So for right. me, it's, it's, it's more, more than just music NFTs. It's like the entire sort of like ideology and, and, and mindset around ownership and what's happening in Web3 music in general. Right. So for individual artists, it's, it's a much better path in order to make that transition into finding your, you know, your audience, but also being able to sell your music and be able to be yourself, but also build that, you know, that following that, that, you know, loyal brand, so to speak, right? Because yeah. I've been in so many of these spaces and even discord chats where the artists themselves, 
they are someone that people are attracted to, you know, their music, but they're also just a persona, right? They're someone right. who you can really believe in, right? You be, you don't just believe in their music, but you believe in the person themselves. You believe in their being, their being able to showcase this through these social medias and these social media accounts. And also, you know, the fact that they're able to engage with their, their audience, right? If you went, were to be a successful artist nowadays before, before going, let's say you didn't go into the NFT space, right? So you're a successful yeah. artist, for example, I don't know, Beyonce, right? Her fans, obviously they believe in her, they love her music, right? She's a real, you know, icon, right? right. But at the same time, there's no real connection between them, right? Do you put Beyonce, you can't talk to Beyonce, you love her music, but you can't talk to her. But with Web3 and the NFT space, you're able to connect with the person you're buying into, the person you're almost investing in this artist. And that's what I think is such an amazing thing about this space is the fact that you're with them from the beginning you're growing with right. the actual artists and i think that is what brings people together it brings artists and listeners together to form a big community which you couldn't do before so i love that so when you were you know getting started in the nfts how did you learn about them how did you start to really understand how it works and how you know, you can really benefit from this because right now a lot of people are always hearing these buzzwords, right? NFTs, right. blockchain, smart contracts, but they don't really know how any of it works, right? It's it's not so easy to learn. So how would you suggest people go about by learning this if they if they want to be if they want to sell their own music, but also for people just trying to learn about how this technology works? Yeah, I know I know it's difficult. Um, I would say definitely like try not to follow the trends too much and try to go into like, like when I was first coming in, not only was I researching what was kind of like in the moment, but I also sort of went back to see what people were thinking about it two, three years before that. And I still do that to this day. I kind of go back and see how far we've come and I've, I've lived through some of it. So I've seen where we're at. Um, and I think that's, that's a good idea. Like, like basically historical reading, like go back. Um, it takes a lot of research. Good thing is now you you actually have more content than I would say 2017. Like now you have a lot of podcasts and like you got YouTube videos and explainer videos and and all that stuff. And like I try to steer away from like the influencer types, right. um, uh, but I I try to really get in like the nitty gritty and, and really find like some hidden gems. And I'm I'm kind of learning, actually learn a lot from skepticism too. Like that's a, another you know, good advice that I can give is like, find out why people don't want to get into the space or why they don't understand it or why don't they think it's needed. I think that's another sort of good way to approach it. Um, don't just read all the enthusiastic and optimistic stuff, you know, like that, that really does help. Right. So it's, yeah, you really have to understand who you can also trust in the space because a lot right. of them you don't understand. Okay, maybe they understand it, but what are they really trying to accomplish here in the NFT space? Are they really yeah. trying to further it or are they just using it to just, you know, make right. a profit? Monetize it for the moment. Exactly. Yeah, and it, and just trying to monetize it. What I, what I really love about the space is you have to you have to really show up, right? Like I've had people right. reach out to me to get into the space and I'm kind of explaining to them, hey, like People want to see you get involved, not me sort of like get you involved, right? You, right. you have to show up to Twitter. You have to show up on Discord. Like you have to tweet. You got to give your thoughts out. You got to get involved, collect from other, you know, musicians and, and creators and things like that. So showing up is, is, a, is an important part of it, you know, really kind of spending the time. I'm always learning. I have a beginner's mindset, growth mindset. So I'm always starting, you know, trying to 
kind of grasp a bunch of concepts. Um, it takes time though. I think that's the number one thing is like really give yourself some time to, to learn, right? Like that's probably the, the key. Yeah, so much about this industry is just being there, being involved, joining Twitter spaces, understanding that you don't know very much, right? It's such a new industry. There's there's so, so many people trying to give you information, but at the same time, most people aren't experts on this. There's no real expert on it yet because of how right. young the industry really is. So if you're really trying to learn, just throw yourself into it. That's the best way. Follow people yeah. that really understand it and see who they're following and start following them join some space another one you just yep. you gotta really throw yourself into it and then you'll find people who really connect with you and also have similar goals and that's how you get started that's how you get started with networking and that's how you get started in this industry in this space so you so when you produce music you have been doing it through apple music and spotify as well correct so that's that's where i distribute the music right yeah so um, I, I, again, like I mentioned earlier, I've been distributing music for, you know, such a long time. So I had, I built my profiles on there and, and that's where basically I, I use a distributor. They send it off to the DSPs, which are basically Spotify, Apple, Amazon, et cetera. Right. So how would you, I guess, guide someone just trying to produce their music? Let's say they don't know how to do it as an NFT or they, they like to, but you know, it's not a traditional route, so they don't know if they would it would work. How would you guide someone who is, already has their music? They have, let's say, you know, a thousand followers, right? And they right. want to produce, you know, they want to produce their first music. They want to produce their first song. Where would you, I guess, guide them into going and where should they be uploading their music and also building that loyal following? Yeah, so it, it's something that definitely takes um, consistency. Um, that's that's one thing nowadays. It's like an, we're like in this always on on demand sort of world. Um, so I'm not saying like burnout, like, you know, nothing like that. But like you you definitely want to be consistent, like, um, you know, have some sort of release schedule or release based on how you feel you want to. Right. Sometimes I'll make a song and I feel like putting it out that same week because the energy and the enthusiasm is there. But a lot of times there's certain things that I hold back because I feel like maybe I need to develop sort of how I want to distribute it or put it out. Um, and that's sort of how I've approached the the NFT space since I basically, um, I, I started selling music NFTs like early 2021, like going into the summer. Um, that was like my genesis. And I did a one of one. Um, from that point, I kept sort of doing that. And I started sort of building, you know, my repertoire in the space. Because even though I found some success in like, the DSPs through Spotify and stuff like that independently, I knew that if I came into the space, I can't just expect like, hey, because I have X amount of streams, you should buy my 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 music or my NFT, collect it or anything like that. I didn't approach it that way. So I, I took my time building. Um, a lot of times I've seen artists that they'll put out older releases or releases that already exist on Spotify and YouTube, or they'll do new stuff. So I, in the in the beginning, I did something new and then I tested out a few of my my favorites or the songs that like I felt people sort of connected to. Um, I did that and and sort of all that experience and how I built the community led into me doing the crowdfund. And the crowdfund was really what got me more recognition in the space. Um, and, and from there, I've been releasing the album and that one's been doing well. Um, it's like one of my best performing albums, <laughs> so to speak, in terms of like the opportunities I'm getting and, and all the other like metrics and stuff that you follow. So in some of these spaces, 
that I've been in. Because mm -hmm. in the beginning, I was, when I was just learning about, you know, NFTs, the majority of the Twitter spaces I was in was actually, were actually musicians, mostly musicians and artists, because they always support each other. In this space, they, you, they, yeah. you always have the other ones back. And it's an amazing thing. I right. mean, they always, you see, there's listening groups, there's, you know, launch parties, they have all of these things. And so I love that. I was just, you know, getting started learning about NFTs. So I would, it was an amazing, you know, experience to have so much warmth, right? Everyone's trying to push each other up because they all want to get there the same place, right? Wag me, we're all going to make it, right? Yeah. So it's, it's an amazing space. And, but a lot of this, some, some of the, I guess the sentiment was if we're producing, you know, we're producing our music as an NFT. The reason we're doing it is because we want to bring value back to the music, right? We want to bring that value right. back because on Spotify, you have your subscription for $10 a month, mm -hmm. right? It's $10 a month, $10 a month, right? And then you can have access to every, any song you can possibly think of, right? So it, it kind of devalues the music almost, right? It, it makes yeah. it seem like it's all right there. So there's no difference between an artist who puts in hours and hours of work versus one who just wanted to post a funny rap that they made on the weekend, right? There's no right. difference. So how would you answer to someone who asks what, what should we do about the Spotify's, the Spotify problem of devaluing our music that they put so much into and that they produced for the world? Yeah, I love, I love seeing, there's this image that sort of shows how music has been devalued from like the vinyl days. So it shows like the vinyl, you know, the eight track cassette and the CD and the price just keeps lowering and lowering and digital downloads. And then we had piracy and then we sort of had streaming come into the fold. And, and what I noticed with streaming was like for like digital downloads, it served for like the 1% of artists, right? Then like, I feel like when streaming came and Spotify came, it sort of opened up that gap a little bit for like some emerging artists to get opportunities in terms of like discovery. So like I've, I've been studying the economics and the payouts of Spotify for like five or six years now. So I understood like this, it's a volumes thing, right? And that only benefits certain parties and, and companies, not necessarily independent right. artists. It's very difficult. And like the payouts, um, the average that you see thrown around in the press, it's actually lower for some artists, depending on the region that they're sort of generating those streams from. But the way I've approached it was, I saw Spotify as a discovery tool. And what I did was that through the streams and the opportunity that I got, I, I was able to translate that into opportunities outside of sort of like the streaming, right? So yeah, the music has been devalued and it's very hard to sort of generate from that. Just like most major artists, they make more money from touring or selling merch or like these other like secondary things, right? Because the music has been devalued. Um, Right. So that's how I used it. I used it as a, a, dis a discovery tool. Plus Latin music, it over indexes on Spotify. So I noticed that and I saw that as an opportunity for me to find my place. And, you know, I, I don't regret that decision because that's kind of what I was looking for. I was like, you know what, like nobody's really going to sign me and invest in my career, give me an advance right now. So maybe I'll use this tool to to get discovered. And that's how it worked. People were discovering me through my music instead of my image, my brand, like my, my TikTok dances and stuff like that. Like it was right. purely music and it was passive and casual, but out of that, I got a, I got a lot of really cool collaborations with artists and other producers from different parts of the world. So I gained a lot from that experience, but I knew that it wasn't 
sustainable in terms of scaling and building up my my brand or my business because as an artist to you you only have a few routes to raise capital which is a record label a publisher maybe a bank if you're structured and you're organized you can probably get a a bank loan which will probably give you better terms than <laughs> than a label because you have more creative control and stuff so i think nfts as like fundraising and advances and, and sort of bringing value back to those collectors and that community of people involved there's so much value in there outside of like what you mentioned earlier how social media there's a disconnect there and it's more of like mass communication and like you know it's not really there's nothing intimate there right um so like yeah i've kind of looked at it from that perspective and and yeah it's 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 worked out for me personally but again there's so many different factors i think every artist and, and even style of music um uh it kind of changes right like for everyone so that's my my perspective and my view and and how i've grown as an artist it's actually but, why i'm here too you know like i i think about that and, and i gained a lot of followers through that you know and one example from earlier was you know I, i've i've hit about like in, in total seven million listeners on spotify but i don't have access to them i was never able to contact them. them connect with them send them an email a thank you note like you know i don't right. want to sell them merch i'm not going to be like hey check out my store buy my <laughs> you know at least a thank you note like hey follow me here like you know stay in touch with me like check out what i'm doing next you know so those are the faults in my opinion you know outside of of the economics and the and the devaluing of the music i love that point by the way because it's 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 such an amazing it's it's undervalued i think it's undervalued the connection that you make with these with your audience in the fans because when you when you were talking about you know with the record label the limits that they put on you right you are you don't have complete control over what you're producing and also your yeah. image right but if you're building your own brand completely by yourself right through social media it's you. You have to be you. You have to be your authentic self or people won't follow right. you because they think you're just a poser. They think you're just trying to do it for the wrong reasons. So that's an, another thing that was not just with NFTs, but the, the reason it's it's kind of connected with NFTs is because it's all based in, on Twitter, right? That's how people connect through NFTs and networking is through Twitter most of the time. So what what these artists like yourself have realized, right? You've been able to leverage your following on social media and yourself, your authenticity into listens on Spotify, on Apple Music, people buying your your NFTs, right? So you're able to leverage that following. You're able to, able to leverage how you're just your authentic self. You don't even have to try to be someone else that a record label is trying to push you, push their agenda on what you should look like or what you should right. sound like, right? They're not right. able to do that because it's all on you. So that's why it's also such an amazing, amazing opportunity for artists to just be themselves and produce what they want to have out there rather than what 100%. someone else tells them to do. So it's, it's an amazing, it's free, it's freeing, it's freeing for the artists who are right. able to just be themselves and produce their own stuff. Yeah. And if, if you free the artists, um, you know, they're, they're technically, you know, the art should hopefully improve too, right? Because you have less pressure on this sort of like, I need to make music for this playlist. I need to make music with this artist because it's the only way the label's gonna invest in me because that's mm -hmm. how they're gonna get a return, et cetera. You know? So now it kind of gives me these options to follow my instincts. And yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll go out and, and try something new and experiment. But for the most part, like I do have a vision you know, as an artist and I consider myself an entrepreneur too. So it's like, I wanna be trusted as well that I can grow this into something you know, bigger. You know? 
Right. I mean, you, it is it's a business. You're saying how right. well, you're an entrepreneur. It's, it's true. You're It's a real business. You have to understand how you're going to be making money from it. It's not just your music. It's your whole it's your whole brand. Right. You, right, have, to build, right. you have to build it up. And it's it's mostly it's all on you. Right. Especially up until you get to a certain point, it's, it's going to fall right. on you. So exactly. however far you're going to be able to take it, it's all on you to be able to make it successful. And it's it's amazing to see some of these artists that I've that I've met. And I'm sure you've been in some spaces before with all of these artists who have been from 20 followers up all the way up to 10,000 in a few months. Right. I mean, right. there's so many of them. I've joined. Yeah, even, it's amazing. It's an amazing. It's a, it's 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 incredible. And, and it's in two years from now, when they have a million, we're going to I'm going to be like, wow, I was in the space where he introduced his second song. Right. You it that wasn't even a thought. 10, right. 15, 20 years ago. It wasn't even a thought that you would be able to be in the room where someone produced, where Piazza produced single ladies, right? You you right. couldn't be in the room, right? You couldn't be in that recording session, right? You couldn't be there. But in these Twitter spaces, you're you're there for the first listening party. That was impossible right. before. It was so it's it it's you're witnessing history and we won't see the results for a few years, but once we do, it'll it'll be such a groundbreaking move for the music industry and that we're all a part of right now just being in these twitter spaces just being in it don't have to talk don't have to be one of the co-hosts or anything if you're just in these spaces listening to these musicians produce their work their art what they have to give to the world you're seeing something that has never been done before and it's so amazing to be a part of it at such an early stage of it so yeah, that's that's why even before pushing NFTs to an artist that's interested, I kind of talk to them about that sort of the mental model and sort of trying these new things that like they seem obvious in hindsight, but no one's actually doing them. You know, so I'm telling artists like, you know, do a Telegram group, do a WhatsApp group, do a Discord, do, you know, try these different things, get on Twitter spaces. Like even if you're not dropping, let's say on sound, which does the listening parties, like maybe use that to your advantage and, and do it on your own and invite those people that are close to you so a lot of it is like kind of changing the mindset as to how to sort of innovate and, and distribute your music in, in new ways and, and create an experience behind it you know and I, I love that aspect of it I think that's what also drew me to the space was like I'm really big into experiences like I feel like anytime I create a song I'm thinking about how to sort of like enhance the experience whether it's through the art through the through the music video or anything like that or even the live performance like that's where my head goes right away I'm not thinking about how much money I'm going to make and streams and things like that. It's, it's always like the experience to me. So I think that's also a, a great way for artists to get into the space is think about how you can use the NFT to create experiences through like, you could either, you know, have exclusive access or like you could bundle and package that NFT if you'd like and use that as more than just audio. Because, you know, going back to what you said about, uh, I've seen the narrative where some people are like streams don't matter or they don't pay much. But then you'll, you'll see on the other side, those same people say, oh, if you have, your your music out there and more people discover it your nft is more valuable or you know that song as an nft is more right. valuable so you know it's it's interesting how the narratives change so artists should sort of think about it for themselves you know be an independent thinker and, and find what works for yourself right and i love what you said about you know making it an experience rather than worrying about the monetization about of you know your product your music you're, you're worrying about how you can make the best experience, how you can make the best product, get it out there, right? Because if you're too worried about making money and how that how you'll be able to live off of it, you won't produce the best 
music. You yeah. won't produce this product. Right. I've in seen any, it a lot. Yeah. Any industry, right? I'm, yeah, I mean, I've much. been going through the same thing, producing, you know, the podcast, right? I realized if you're worried too much about what your next step is and how you can monetize it, how you can make money off of it, you'll never put your best foot forward. The number one, the number one goal should be producing the best content. Once you're able to do 100%. that and do it consistently and stop worrying about what comes next. What, what, how am I going to go to the next level? Worry about perfecting what you're doing now, right? And once you're able to do that, you'll already be on your way because you'll be able to have amazing content, but also loyal fans who understand that you're in it for the right reasons. They believe right. in you, not just what you're producing, but also believe in you and that you're here for the right reasons and doing something that benefits them as well. So this was amazing. X, I'm going to, I always, I'm going to start ending it with a sure, thought provoking sure. question about life. Okay. All right, let's do it. So this let's is the question. <laughs> what gets you excited about life? Yeah. So um, I think right now I've always been, I'm always thinking ahead, right? Like I, I enjoy the present, of course, the moment, but like thinking ahead, I'm excited for not just for myself and my projects and things like that, but also the people around me, right? Like I, I try to find things that will have me excited to wake up the next day, you know, rather than kind of dread it. <laughs> and that's sort of been my life for the last 10 years. I'm like, I want to do what I love and, and what I'm passionate about. And like, if that means I got to compromise and have make less money or something, then I'll do that for the sake of, of being able to do what I love. So I'm just excited for some of the things I have upcoming, some of the things for the people around me, you know, family stuff. You know, I got a two-year-old, she turns two in, a, in like a couple of weeks. So I'm excited to see her growth um, and just, just keep going, man. It's a journey for me. Like I noticed a few years ago, I'm like, there's no really no such thing as making it because it's a journey. It's an ups, it's ups and downs. And it's never going to be this sort of perfect line. You know, it's like, it's like that image you see where it's like a squiggly line. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's never a straight line, you know, and, and mm -hmm. that's how I've, I've approached the last few years personally and in, in my career as well. I love that answer. Yeah, it, it really, it really is a squiggly line. It's just squiggle, squiggle, <laughs> squiggle, ups, yeah. downs and all around. I mean, there's no, I think that, I love that answer. I mean, it's just about passion. Find your passion. Do what you love, and yeah, it'll it, it sounds end cliche, up working out. Exactly. But, it does but, sound, but, but if you true. do it, it takes time. But you can get there. You know, like take it from me. Like I've been pushing on that. Like a lot of people are like surprised at like my persistence. Right? You you never give up. That's like like I hey I really want it, and it doesn't necessarily mean you know I want to be like every other artist with the cars and the money and all that, all that stuff right. it's more of like I'd rather really be in here and creating and then you know in the future performing and doing all these things so um that's that's how I approach it right if you focus on your craft the money will end up coming you gotta yeah yeah it'll head come, down man. work work on what you love if, if you yeah, work on what you 100%. love for long enough everything else will be given thank you x this was Appreciate amazing it this was enlightening about the music industry and i'm sure our listeners love this this episode too thank you to all of them who have tuned in and listened and this was amazing thank you x thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it of course